All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of Is This Adulthood? I'm just wondering why you're not sitting on me like you were the last episode. You were on me. Your elbow was literally jabbing into my thigh. Katie, it sounds like you're missing me a little bit. Well, you're like kind of a little far now. Because <laughs> our uh, Katie's microphone's still broken, so we're sharing a mic, whereas last episode, we are right beside each other. Well, this time, I've got to include our guest because we have a special guest today, Riley Kovacs, joining us. Hello, everybody. I'd like to point out that Ryan still hasn't apologized for breaking my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't break her microphone, so I don't know how I can apologize for it. Her microphone just stopped working. All right, well, whatever, Ryan. Today we are talking about kind of the concept of motivation, staying consistent, uh, maybe some tips that we can give or share with you that has helped us when we maybe fall off our consistency. And we have Riley with us today because he is a young entrepreneur working on two different businesses and as well shares that similarity of maybe having a goal and sometimes not really doing the things in place to achieve it. And then now it seems like he is, and he's got his mind and focus on right. So, yeah, welcome, Riley. Thank you, thank you. And yes, that's true. I am working on a couple different businesses and trying to keep consistent at the daily routine of uh, trying to work your day job, trying to do better for yourself and uh, work on your idea. I love that. I just I see Katie and I are both like fighting for this mic because we're so excited of a guest here. This is like journalism days where we just get to quiz someone and ask some questions. Like I'm so curious right now. I have so many questions for Riley. That microphone's getting so close to you. It looks like you're going to eat it. Rah, rah, rah. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of hungry right now. Okay. So what I want to know, Riley, is kind of take us through to whatever extent you want to how it's changed for you in terms of like getting up and having a goal in focus and reaching it like every day working on what you need to do to get to that end goal right because we were all teenagers once which I can I'm sure we can all agree that's probably in the I think we can all agree that those are probably maybe some lazy days for some of us but now you are clearly uh, on track for some things you want to achieve so how did that change for you what did you do and what's the what's the background that got you to that point too? So this has been going on for a year now. Uh, I've had ideas since I was 15 years old. That's when I started realizing about entrepreneurship and businesses and how you can uh, create work through there. But um, it all started about a year ago when I came up with an idea uh, that I can't say too much about since it's still in the works and since I'm still working on it. However, it's a secret. It's a secret for now. <laughs> There's a lot of legal stuff that goes on behind a lot of these ideas that you don't exactly know until you start working on them, for example, and you find out a lot of these things. Um, but yeah, it's changed my life completely because uh, of now knowing what I want to do and taking it seriously now. So uh, there's a lot of change that has to go on when you um, do something like this. Your routine has to change. You have to, uh, I guess, put in the work now because you are the one doing it. You can't rely on anybody else. I personally think that's a scary part about the whole entrepreneurship because like we were speaking before we started recording, my father personally 
was like the epitome of an entrepreneur. He immigrated from England here when he was in his early 20s and only worked for people for a few years until he started his, his own company, which he was very successful with and just retired in January. And four years ago, he opened a pub. So my dad is entrepreneur, has absolutely no interest in working for somebody which is something, at least at the age that I'm at now, I don't necessarily share. Like I have a very strong work ethic and I'm not lazy, but do I have this, I'm not gonna ever work for anyone else, start it on my own? Like when you were saying that you don't have anyone else to rely on, I kind of like that safety blanket, safety net going like, it's not just me. Like together as a team, we can see this project or this whatever we're working on hopefully to the best result but yeah just knowing it's just you like if you don't get those patents on t- patents if you don't get those patents in on times bit of a tongue twister that's your fault mm-hmm. and if it doesn't succeed like, that's your fault now i feel like i'm being a bit of an ass because <laughs> no i think i think that's true and i want to get riley's opinion on that because it is it's a scary thought my dad's also also an entrepreneur and i i agree with you where it's like being your own boss can be scary sometimes, but I'm guessing, Riley, it can also be pretty rewarding. It is, and that's sort of what everybody says, right? Is that there is the reward out of it. But unlike, like I guess I'm the same but opposite with you guys. My family, uh, has there's no entrepreneurs. No one's ever done business. They all work for someone. And so I'm the only person that's kind of uh, had a different opinion on it and, and wanted something different. Um, so, yeah, it's... I don't really have anybody to ask questions to since uh, no one's done that in my family. But uh, also, yeah, it is scary because uh, you have a lot of responsibility now, especially since uh, once you go through the process of actually starting a business, you're signing things and you're doing things and you're you're paying for things and it becomes very real very quickly and you are the one that uh, is responsible for all of it. So if you get lazy or you just give up, then you've really let yourself down and other people. Well, you're you're what's interesting about your story to me also is that you're working a 9 to 5. And so something in you must have sparked an interest in I want to be my own boss. And I feel like you can correct me if I'm wrong, it's this constant creation of ideas. Riley, in case you're wondering, he's a listener of our podcast, uh, but we're also family friends and in the years that I've known you, you've always been coming up with ideas. And it sounds like you being an entrepreneur and wanting to go down that path is almost bringing those ideas to fruition. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing also when you're, when you have the mindset of wanting to be an entrepreneur, wanting to start a business, you also have so many ideas, or at least I do. And so choosing the idea that you actually want to go through with, it isn't just like, oh, let's see if it works. It's a real dedication, especially when you don't have a lot of money to throw around to each idea when you are working a nine to five job and when you have limited time and resources uh, it's also scary in that sense of um, choosing and deciding on what you actually want to do and that's where I've come across some difficulty choosing between the two ideas I'm working on so I was working on an idea and as I was working on that and and, and getting through the unprocessed of design and for for the idea uh, I came up with another one and then <laughs> it was like Oh, like, what do I do? I mean, and it really plays with your mind, especially when you come up with ideas on an almost regular basis. Uh, And so you just choose priorities and you 
kind of go through your head on like which uh, one is best to do and I decided on what one I want to do and that's what I'm working on right now so good for you I just want to point out just a side note because I do that a lot Ryan you are still so much a video journalist shaking your head like yeah I agree I agree <laughs> while you hold the mic because that's like your training <laughs> well, I I just wanted to point that out because I think it's adorable and your eyelashes are really long and I don't want to get that. She's touching my face, guys. She's making me feel a little uncomfortable. Okay, so Riley, I want to ask you, you have these ideas, you understand the things that, that could go wrong, but the amazing things that could go right. You understand you have financial limitations as well as maybe not a direct access to people that you can kind of connect with that have experience of starting a business. Were you hesitant? Were there moments where you're like, okay, maybe I won't do this. Maybe I'm striving a little too high. Or have you always had like self-confidence and knowing like I can do this no matter the hurdle? So I've always had self-confidence in my ideas because I do think that I have a very unique mind when it comes to thinking outside the box, outside the box and trying to innovate and make something better than it already is. Uh, I do feel confident in that, but with this business that I'm starting specifically was a scary one for me because it isn't so much as a product like my other ideas are. It's a service and it, with this service comes a lot of words on paper that are very important. And uh, so when I first came up with this idea, it was scary in the sense of that I knew I didn't know a lot about the market that it was in because unlike my other ideas, uh, this is a service and all the other ideas are more or less products, physical things you can touch. This isn't. And I can't explain too much about it because it, there is a lot of legal things behind it. Um, but as you mentioned, patents, for example, patents are risky things because uh, you don't get your money back, for example, when, it, when it's not approved. Oh, I didn't, oh. I didn't know that. So, I mean, and patents, um, though they aren't that expensive... To an individual like me, it is very, very expensive. And also, there's lots of different types and different ways to patent. It isn't just like a one-time thing. There are different types of patents uh, that you can go about doing, and they all cost money. And then to deal with lawyers who deal with patents cost money. And so the, the biggest thing that was kind of holding me back for this idea that I'm doing now was the fact of that it, it involves a patent. It needs a patent. Uh, but if it doesn't get approved, then there is no business because it's like most businesses and stuff like that. Uh, nowadays, with all the competition, if you don't have some sort of intellectual property, something that makes your product unique and no one else can use it, it's uh, if you can't get that, then it's almost worthless. Yeah. It doesn't work. Well, yeah, because you want to be able to protect yourself. Yeah. And, you know, being a young entrepreneur and working a nine to five entrepreneur, 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 being a young, <laughs> being a young entrepreneur. Um, I I'm curious to know, working a nine to five, becoming your own boss and pursuing, creating your ideas and bringing them uh, to life. I'm wondering what advice you would have to someone that may be working a nine to five that they're not fully happy with. And they may watch a show like Shark Tank and think I can do that. Or they may see a need in the market that they feel that their service or product can meet. What kind of advice would you have to someone who may be listening to this that wants to know? It's funny. I actually have advice for the people on 
Shark Tank, the sharks oh. themselves, because I've watched almost every single episode. Same. And as soon as they find out that you still have a nine to five job as you're trying to start your idea, they immediately almost shun you. They they don't want to work with you because they want you fully dedicated. And for some, it's like, well, you know, I would love to quit my nine to five job, but that's the only thing paying for the patents and everything I'm doing right now, including the bills and my car and everything in life. Okay, I find that a bit crazy because I understand that if you have another job, maybe they can view it as you're not giving all of your time to this. But doesn't that also show how dedicated you are to starting whatever business that you're trying to get off the ground? Because despite waking up as a woman, showering, shaving, putting on makeup, working all day to then not go home, throw sweatpants on and relax to be like, okay, now here comes round two that's unpaid. Doesn't that show like we all don't have a lot of money that we can just sit on. Like if you are willing to go through a whole day of work and then without making any money per hour work on something else, to me that's like, wow, this person really, really cares. If you have no job and like mommy and daddy's money, I'm generalizing, but then that's a bit different. But it's like, I don't have that money, so I've got to work. But best believe when I'm home, all my attention's going to this. I think that that is a total testament to character. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, that's what I see when I see those people on, on those shows, for example, because I just think about how much work goes into their day because most of them are also older and have families. So there's also that job as well of taking care of your kids and your family. So I actually see it as like a even higher praise to them. And so when people put someone down for having a nine to five job as you're trying to start an idea, it actually makes no sense to me. So if you are someone out there who wants to start an idea or has an idea, don't feel like you need to quit everything in your life just to start this idea. In fact, I don't recommend it because you need to pay your bills. You need to do the normal things of normal life before you can try and live a life where it, maybe it's not normal, right? And so like I don't love having my nine to five job uh, and I don't like having a boss and I don't like working for somebody. I don't like earning a paycheck, right? But I understand that in order to get to where I need to want to be, I need to start somewhere. I need to, I need to work yeah. for someone first. I need to earn that paycheck. <laughs> Uh, so it's that time in the episode again where we talk about social media and subscribing to Is This Adulthood? Katie, take it away. Okay, so my Instagram, which is boring and never updated, is KTEE Jones. And my very avid and um, fantastic Twitter is 01 Katie Jones. <laughs> and I'm most recommended following Katie's Twitter. Like, even if you just creep it without following her, if you don't have a Twitter, it's just funny because it's all over the place and it's almost could be its own reality show. Your Twitter, in my mind. <laughs> You're so dramatic just because I don't know how to do a thread. No, but like, <laughs> I just, anyways, just look look at our Twitter. Um, our Instagram is at is this adulthood. Definitely follow us. We try to be active on there. Um, our Twitter is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> the Twitter doesn't really get updated, but we have a Twitter. It's at ita underscore podcast. And my Instagram is at Ryan Dergy, and my Twitter is at Ryan Dergy, R-Y-A-N-D-U-R-G-Y. What about subscribing, Katie Jones? Subscribe or die. <laughs> That's kind of rude. I'm just kidding, but subscribe. Subscribe. Prescribe to us. So you can listen on Apple Podcasts, which you may be listening to right now. Just remember to click the little subscribe button, and you can actually get notifications that pop up. 
Um, and I know Riley Riley has that on his phone, so he'll get a little notification that tells him that there's a new episode up. That's awesome. Thank you. And also Spotify, where you can follow us. And you can also listen on isthisadulthood.podbean.com. Cool. Is that it? Yeah, so subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, now we're going to be talking about motivation, self-motivation, what to do when you start feeling like you're falling off track because we've all been there. Like mm-hmm. at one point you're you know full steam ahead, all of the dots seem to be in line and then something happens. Maybe there's big things, relationships end, maybe you lose a job, maybe something happens within the family or there's no reason at all and you just kind of get off track. Have we all been there before? I know I've definitely been there and I think that tying into that it's sometimes it just falls to the wayside and you're focused on other things but um i know we were talking about this earlier riley has a really interesting story because he got to a point where he decided that he wasn't gonna let things that are important to him fall to the wayside anymore i've i felt like that recently even with the gym i haven't been in like two months and when i'm at the gym i enjoy going it's not that i don't like it it's just the minute you get out of that habit it's so hard to take that first step to go back that first time and you know the first time you get back in there it's going to be great yeah. it's just it's hard because then you're like well i haven't been in a while i'm going to be out of shape i won't be able to do the same workouts and things like that and what's interesting about Riley's story is that he decided to switch it up and he actually ended up losing more than 30 pounds from going back to the gym and then everything else fell back into it so Riley I just wanted to hear more about your story of what really inspired you to get back into going to the gym but also just having everything else that's important to you fall back into line as well well, I think there's a lot of pressure you hear from entrepreneurs who are successful and who have made it. We look up to them and um, they put a lot of pressure on a lot of people who have the same aspirations to work your ass off. You don't take breaks, blah, 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 blah. And I think that's true to a certain extent. They're not wrong. But I think what's most important is knowing your limit. So like you can't do everything in one day. But it's important to do as much as you can in one day. So one thing I've always struggled with was learning how much I can take and not over exceeding the limits of what I can handle. I come up with a lot of ideas and there's a lot of things that go through my mind. Uh, And for the people who know me personally will agree with that. There's a lot of things that go into my mind. But the one thing that comes from that as a a negative is that uh, the people around me personally uh, were affected by that recently and this is where my life has sort of had a turning point. Okay Riley what I'm kind of gaining through conversation with you is that you had a lot of ideas and a lot of dreams and I think that was probably overwhelming because sometimes narrowing down something can be scary. What if I'm not focusing on the right thing and also it's hard because if you have a lot of different ideas picking the right one is kind of stressful and then you did and then it sounds which isn't a bad thing you became quite obsessed with it right and obsession isn't that's how people become successful is through obsession but it can take over and um from my understanding talking with you when it did take over to its maximum extent it ex- it affected your relationships am i right and uh a lot of things were put on the back burner But I think you've come out from that now, right? And now you're kind of starting to, although certain things are in limbo, 
because you're waiting on certain law things to go through. Now you're seeing like the light at the end of the tunnel. All those hours stressing, all those times in the library, they're worth it because, hey, like things are moving now, right? So what advice would you give to anyone that's listening that has an idea and they really, really want to start it, but they're scared and they're worried, of, they're worried about failing? What would you tell them? Well, it's so hard looking back because there's pros and cons to everything. And one thing about me is that when I like something, I will we'll get obsessed with it. There's a lot of things I like outside of business and uh, it just it's hard to really focus on one thing sometimes for me. But when I finally decided that this was an idea that I wanted to pursue, I became obsessed with it very quickly and I spent a lot of time working on it. And that time I spent working on it was time I wasn't spending with the people that I love and the people who loved me. And after a while that takes a toll and people start getting a little annoyed and stressed out the fact that every time they see you, the little time that they do get to see you, that you're stressed out because of the ideas that you're still trying to solve or figure out and problems and this and that. And uh, it takes a huge toll. And to give any advice, it's like I almost can't because the advice I would give is that it's something that kind of has to happen like so the things that I have figured out the things that I have finished I'm very proud of them now because I'm completely satisfied with what I've come up with but I wouldn't have been able to come up with those ideas if I hadn't spent the time that I that I that I put in right and so and that's the other thing is that I'm, I'm never happy until I'm satisfied and that's maybe something that some entrepreneurs might look at and say, well, you don't need to worry about certain things, certain little details so much. However, it's just, that's their opinion. This is mine. This is the way I do things. And this is the way I'm going to do my business. And uh, I focus really hard on those little things. And, but those little things can sometimes take over. And I think you have to learn how to control that, but that's what I'm still learning. But if you do have an idea and it doesn't even have to relate to business, but it's an idea for anything. It's okay to become obsessed with it. It's okay to focus a lot of your time on it because that's how things happen. That's how things become done. <laughs> but uh, always know in the back of your mind how things affect what you're working on, the people who know you and love you and everything. Uh, so I guess be careful how you become obsessed. In a perfect world, we can all disassociate. They say don't bring your work home with you. But if you have a really bad day, you want to talk to your, let's say you're living with your boyfriend or girlfriend. If I have a really bad day at work, I should technically leave it at work and go home and focus on being home. But hey, I want to talk to that person and be like, I had a really crappy day. So we all have to give ourselves a little bit of slack when we feel like, you know, Maybe I'm not being there enough for this person or this scenario or or this relationship, but that's all a process that we personally go through. And like you said, you're never happy until you're satisfied. If you had said, okay, I'm only going to be in the library for two hours a day and you would come up with your logo, I bet you every single night you'd be lying in bed going, I don't want that to be the logo because I did not work hard enough on it. Yeah. So maybe especially being an entrepreneur, the first few years are going to be grueling and hopefully you have someone by your side that can understand that and know that you have to go, you know, pedal to the floor, whatever that expression is. And you've got to just stick by me for this year, two years, three years where I have to give it everything I have. And then when I have it 
figured out and it's moving and it's generating money and everything that goes along with that, then I'll be home for dinner. But right now, I don't have time to do that. And hopefully the people that we surround ourselves with can understand that or try their best to understand that. And I think just to wrap things up, um, one thing that I find really interesting about your story is how you've gotten back into the gym and lost so much weight because that's something that I want to do. And that was one of my like New Year's resolutions. And then life just hits you and it gets busy and that kind of moves down the list of importance. How did you get into a routine of going to the gym and staying committed and losing that weight? Because I'm sure once that happened, everything else fell into place. So yeah, I, as uh, Katie has mentioned, the library is where I go uh, when I'm not at work to work on this idea and this business. The turning point for me is when I realized what I was doing was hurting the people in my life, people at home and the people who loved me and all my friends, because I wasn't giving them any sort of dime of effort. Like I wasn't spending any time with them. I was just obsessed with this idea and I was also trying to solve problems I didn't know how to solve and I was learning all along the way. And so... Um, I learned the hard way and I lost some people that I loved and that was a real turning point for me because uh, I realized what was truly important. <laughs> I thought this idea was the, the most important thing to me, but uh, I guess the phrase you never know what you have until you lose it or however that goes, it's, it's really true. <laughs> um, and so that turning point for me was a real sort of light switch to fix the problems in your life because there was certain things that I was just letting go about myself such as the weight and the, the gaining of weight for example uh, that and not going to the gym I've always had a gym membership I've just never been really using it and so once I realized this um, I changed a lot about my routine and my structure of the day and I learned that I need to give more time to other people but other aspects of my life too besides just going and working on this idea so yeah i went to the gym i started going to the gym i started going a lot and i have been going ever since um and i've lost quite a bit of weight and i've actually starting to see progress now for the first time since i got my membership when i was like 16 years old so uh, that feels good but that has changed my life in so many other ways too my waking up schedule has changed because of that. My eating has changed because of that. And then because of all of that, uh, I feel better and I look better and that changes the way you you are as a person, let alone just how you feel in your day. And then that changes everything because uh, little things, right? It just little things add up to big things. And, and so if you can try and find a balance, because I think that's the most important thing in life was trying to find the balance. And uh, also just trying to be consistent because you can't, if you go to the gym for a month and that's just a month, but if you keep going to the gym and yeah. you keep it consistent, then, uh, then you can, that's when you'll see the change. I love that. And thanks Riley for being our first guest on is this adulthood. I'm sure there's plenty of more guests on the way as we continue this podcast. And it's just great to get another perspective um, instead of just Katie and on my perspective all the time. Right. Well, I mean, there's the right perspective and then there's Ryan's. <laughs> there we go. No, Riley, thank you so much. I think a lot of people can relate. Uh, you know what? I'm very sorry that your obsession towards something you're passionate about um, affected some of your relationships. Good for you for recognizing it, working on it, changing it. And at the end of the day, 
you are brave. You're starting something with your own idea and doing it on your own. So anybody that thinks you're in the library too much, maybe should sit there with you and ask questions and help you out because we can all go to nine to five jobs, whatever the situation is and get paid, but you were taking a leap of faith financially, mentally. So uh, don't be so hard on yourself. That's my advice to you and to everyone that's listening. Um, just go out and get go out and get it. Be consistent and whatever you need to do to motivate motivate yourself because we know ourselves better than anyone else. Do it because uh, time doesn't wait for anyone. Oh, I love that. All right, thanks everyone for listening. Riley, you get to say bye first on this one. Thank you guys for having me. I feel kind of honored being the first guest. <laughs> well, we loved having you. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Subscribe. Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, man.